Hi students, it's your IELTS tutor Jack and welcome to another episode of the IELTS Plus English Podcast. If you're watching the YouTube video, you can already see I am joined by a guest today. Uh, I'm very lucky to be joined by Luke, who is a Duolingo uh, test teacher. Yes. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yes. Hi, everyone. Like Jack said, my name is Luke and I'm a Duolingo test teacher and the owner of a website called detready.com. So if you're studying for the Duolingo test, you can visit that website to help you prepare. Good. Yeah. And if, you, if you're a fan of my channel for a long time, you will know Luke anyway. Mm. I think we have a lot of similar subscribers and we used to have a podcast together and uh, some people have enjoyed that. Yeah. So great to have you back, Luke. <laughs> Thank it you. is only a one-off bonus episode, so I hope you enjoy. Um, so what we're going to do today is, obviously, I'm the IELTS test teacher. You are Duolingo test teacher. There's a lot of similarities, yes. right? Um, so I'd like three tips for test taking, English test taking. Okay. So what comes to mind? What's your first tip for, for well, the Well, I assume you mean for speaking, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll stick yeah. to spe speaking today. Okay, yeah. so like Jack said, um, the Duolingo English test and the IELTS test, they have some similarities, especially for the speaking questions. The other questions are quite different, but for the speaking questions, they are quite similar. So one of the questions on the Duolingo test is you have to read a prompt and mm -hmm. then respond for 90 seconds. And that's very similar to task two for right. the IELTS speaking. Yep. Yeah, two minutes. Yeah, you have to speak for two minutes on a on a topic. Right. So for Duolingo, it's a bit shorter, but anyway, this is the same kind of yes. question. Yeah. So the tips for the Duolingo speaking and IELTS speaking will be quite similar. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So what's your first tip? Okay, my first tip is to use contractions when you're speaking. Mm. Okay. So just a quick example, in case you're not aware, a contraction is when we combine two words together. Usually, a word like I and will, or mm. you and would. Yep. And we combine them so it becomes I'll or you'd. Yes. Yeah, I think that's a great tip because it helps your speech sound much more natural, more native-like and more authentic. Good. And importantly, it's on the scoring criteria for both the Duolingo test and the IELTS test. So yeah. If, so for the IELTS test under pronunciation, they ask it, they're looking for a wide range of pronunciation features. And if you mm. want to get the top bands like band seven or eight, then you need to use these contractions naturally. Yes, yeah. It's if you're not using contractions in your speech, mm. your spoken English, you will be penalized. You'll get a lower band. However, if just as a side note for writing, do not contract. Uh, that's very important. You'd be penalized for contracting in your writing. Yeah, exactly. So uh, just to elaborate on what Jack said, for academic English, professional English or business English, we typically don't use these contractions, yep. but we do in casual English for sure. writing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but when we're speaking, we use them all the time, regardless of the situation. Yes. So on an IELTS test, they are definitely looking, the examiners mm. are looking for you to use these contractions. Yeah. Do you want to give some more examples? Sure. Sure. Okay. So we have, like I mentioned, I will becomes I'll. You would. You'd. He is. He's. Okay. And we can do some longer ones. For example, I will have is usually pronounced like I love. Yeah. Right? That's so, a hard one. So I that, love. So I'm sure Jack has or will do lots of videos on this for I'll speaking in particular. Yeah. Very watch, important. Definitely watch those. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Right. And, and just as a quick other one, because uh, I get this question so much, it would. Oh yeah, ittered. Ittered. <laughs> That's a really hard one, yeah, but uh, yeah, practice hard. And as Luke said, I will make videos on this in the future. It'd be great if Jack 
taught this more on his YouTube channel. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, why don't we go on to your second tip? Okay, my second, your second tip. Yeah, my second tip is to always develop your ideas. Mm-hmm. On the IELTS criteria, they are looking for you to speak at length mm-hmm. on a topic. This comes under the fluency criteria. So what that means is that you just you don't want to answer the question basically and simply. You always want to go a step further. Yep. So you give your answer, your first opinion, and then you want to give an example or a reason or say why you think so. And basically just talk as much as you can about that single idea mm-hmm. before moving on to another idea. Good. Right. Do you have any tips for how to do that? Because it's kind of easier said than done, isn't it? Sure, much easier said than done. So I mentioned you can give examples, that's an easy one. Mm-hmm. So on the IELTS speaking, you are definitely allowed and encouraged to talk about yourself, mm-hmm. your own experiences. So think of an example from your life. So for example, if uh, what's a typical IELTS question for speaking? Typical IELTS question, um, well, let's, let's go with, uh, what do you think about your hometown? I think my hometown is very beautiful. Okay. Simple answer. That's not yeah. obviously not enough. So I have to give examples why I think so or yeah. reasons why I think so, right? Yeah. So for example, right? Or to il- uh, for instance. Yeah. Yeah. Anything like that and you can elaborate more. So my hometown is very beautiful. For example, we have many beautiful old buildings yeah. right by the coast. Good. Right? That's a developed idea. And I can go more if I wanted yeah. to or I can say something else. Yeah. Right? But you want to develop your ideas. That's the main point. Yeah, good tip. Yeah, it's very easy to give a direct answer, but adding more, um, it does require practice as well. You know, you do have to train yourself at this. It's not easy. Yeah, um, yeah. So for the Duolingo test and the IELTS, um, when you are sharing your answer, especially, I guess, for part two of the IELTS, you want to talk more than you normally would. Yeah. In real life. In real life, you don't develop your ideas so much Mm. because it's not an exam in real life. But for a test, you want to go that step further. Yeah. Right. And, and I'll just add to that quickly, because as we move into part two, which in IELTS case is two minutes, mm. in your case is 90 seconds, you do need a strategy. Yes. Don't go in there. You know, I, I've had very high level students who think they can wing it, which means that they can just make it up on the spot and they are unable to reach two minutes. So you do need a strategy. Okay, I'm going to talk about this, this and this throughout the two minutes. That's very important. Exactly. Good. Well, I think we'll go on to the last tip. Yeah. Um, so what do you have for us? My third tip is a really useful one, especially for part one and part three of the IELTS test. And that is to watch out for question triggers. Okay. Okay. So on part one and part three, the examiner will ask you lots of questions, right? And in those questions, there are certain triggers which require a specific response. Okay. So it could be a, 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 a question with the future tense. So what will you do this weekend? <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, so that requires yeah. a future response, or even more difficult one is the hypothetical triggers. Right. So would would you ever dye your hair pink? Right. For example. Okay. Would, would you ever? Mm. Now that question is not about your past experience or your future goal. It's a hypothetical. So how yeah. how do you respond correctly? Yeah. So of course I would say I would never dye my hair pink. Um, but very often we hear people say I will not. Or yeah. I will dye my hair pink. Exactly. So mm. the question is, would you ever? And Jack responded, I would never do that. Mm. Perfect. Hypothetical. A lot of students, like Jack said, they either go to the future. No, I will not do that. That's mm. not the question we asked you. Right. Or they say, no, I did not do that. Mm. Or I didn't do that. Yeah. Also not the question. Mm. The question is a hypothetical, which, resp- which requires a hypothetical response. 
Good, yeah, good tip. And those are three tips. And as Luke said, they're, they're perfect for both the arts exam and the Duolingo. There's a lot of crossover yes. in the skills required, right? Yeah. So thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it's good to have you back. As thank I you. said, it is a one-off. Uh, Luke will be going back to Wales, right? Next, yeah. in a couple of weeks? Yeah, in a couple of weeks, I'm moving back to Wales in the United Kingdom. So yes. next time we'll be on Zoom doing this chat. Yes, yeah, I'm in South, we are in South Korea right now uh, and I'll be staying here. Um, so before I let you go, is there anything you'd like to tell the audience? Um, just if you want to study uh, for the Duolingo English test rather than IELTS, then you can visit my website detready.com or just search teacher Luke on YouTube and you can find my Duolingo test videos. Great. Okay. And uh, as always, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for joining Luke as well this week. And I'll be back next week with the next topic in the IELTS Plus podcast. Uh, as always, as I always say this, uh, please like the podcast on the platform, on YouTube, whatever you're watching it on and subscribe to join the IELTS Plus community. Cool. Okay, have a great week and I'll see you very soon. See ya. Bye-bye.